you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Tuesday, June 13. The government's Defence Strategic Review recommended axing a $45 billion frigate project, saying the warships it produces are poorly armed, overpriced and generally clunky. The problem is that the scathing assessment of Australia's biggest ever shipbuilding enterprise was never released to the public. Instead, the DSR recommended the program be subject to an independent external review. It's extremely difficult to get a diagnosis for ADHD in Australia, but the Royal Australian College of General Practitioners says GPs are underutilised when it comes to diagnosis and treatment. They've called for GPs to play an expanded role in a submission to a parliamentary inquiry into the neurodevelopmental disorder. Revelations made in a tranche of text messages exchanged by former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins and her fiancé, David Shiraz, have added fuel to the fire of an already difficult few weeks for the government. In today's episode, how it's shaping up to be the Prime Minister's first major test since being elected. Next Thursday on June 22, the House and the Senate will gather at Parliament for the final sitting day before a lengthy winter break. And it's shaping up to be a tumultuous two weeks for the government. That's because the furor surrounding a tranche of text messages exchanged by Brittany Higgins and David Shiraz is gathering steam. The text messages appear to show that high-ranking members of the Labor Party had prior knowledge of a plan to publicly air Higgins' rape allegation against a former colleague. Higgins is a former staffer for Senators Linda Reynolds and Michaelia Cash. She alleges she was raped in Parliament House by Bruce Lehrman in 2019. The case went to trial last year, but it was aborted due to juror misconduct in October. Lerriman has always maintained no sexual contact occurred. The text messages, some of which were published by The Australian last week, show that Higgins and Shiraz shared the plan to take the allegation public with politicians like Finance Minister Katie Gallagher, Tanya Plibersek and Malcolm Turnbull. Labor was in opposition at the time and the content of the text messages has raised serious questions about if and how that information was used. At the time, Gallagher denied that anybody from the Labor Party knew anything about the allegation, which was broadcast on the project on Channel 10 in 2021. She now says she wasn't denying she knew about the allegation. Rather, she says she was rejecting the idea that it had been weaponised for political purposes. So no, uh, the answer to the question about the allegation of mislead is no, I did not mislead the parliament. That is not true. It was never true. Uh, I explained that to Senator Reynolds that night. She accepted that explanation. And that was some two years ago. Players from across the political spectrum have now weighed in, and it could be an indication of how things will unfold from here. Treasurer Jim Chalmers has leapt to Gallagher's defence. He says she has the highest personal integrity of anyone he's worked with. Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek towed the party line urging the opposition to end the politicisation of Higgins's rape allegation. Coalition Senators Linda Reynolds and Barnaby Joyce have demanded to know if Gallagher and Senate Labor leader Penny Wong told Higgins to report the alleged assault to police before the project interview went to air. And Senator Jackie Lambie blasted both the major parties for political point scoring. 
The situation has all the makings of the Albanese government's first scandal, and it's set to dominate these all-important sitting weeks. The coalition has made no secret of its intention to ventilate the issue in question time and to refer it to the newly minted National Anti-Corruption Commission. Here's opposition leader Peter Dutton. Until we know the facts, um, we, we won't know the answers to um, to all the questions that, that, that need to be answered. And it's why I think if Katie Gallagher and the Prime Minister can just be honest with their involvement, uh, what's happened, uh, then the matters will be resolved more quickly. I think that's why the Integrity Commission uh, will have an interest in looking at uh, the sequence of events. Senior Labor MPs have indicated they'll back Gallagher in the face of an onslaught. So what should we expect from this week? Well, the Prime Minister faces an uncomfortable couple of weeks ahead. There's no doubt about that. Certainly, at this point of the cycle, I don't think things are going according to plan necessarily for the Prime Minister. Simon Benson is the Australian's political editor. Now, this was something that the government weren't expecting. So that's going to provide a great deal of discomfort for not only the Prime Minister, but probably and more particularly some of his senior Cabinet colleagues, in this case, Katie Gallagher and perhaps Penny Wong, are certainly going to come under a lot of pressure this week. So what I think you'll see in Parliament this week is a very heavy focus in the Senate. That's where the attack will begin. I think there'll be less of it in the lower house, where I'm assuming that the opposition leader will try to focus on the big issues of the day, which are still cost of living and interest rates and energy bills and now fears of a, of a recession. And I think that the opposition will just try and see how it plays out in the Senate and whether those questions they're asking in the Senate find their way down into the lower house somehow. It's the political fallout nobody saw coming. So could a handful of text messages end the Albanese government's dream run? We'll have more on that after this short break. Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. The government is staring down the barrel of a tough couple of weeks in Parliament. As questions swirl around who knew about Brittany Higgins' rape allegation and when, the government has so far tried to keep the focus on Higgins herself. Here's Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek. This is not the, the central point here. The central point here is that a young woman made an allegation that she had been sexually assaulted in her workplace and that it had been inappropriately investigated even covered up mm. by her employers. Can we please focus on what the issue is here? But will that stand up in question time when the opposition and crossbench are likely to drill down into the detail? Well, I think the government clearly believes that the issue will run out of fuel at some point, whether it's days or even over the couple of weeks. But they won't be able to help themselves. They will fight fire with fire. And the risk for that is that this becomes another pox on the parliament. Both sides of politics dragged into a political scandal, for want of a better term, that we didn't expect to, to resurface. This time, 
its Labor under the blowtorch for their behaviour in opposition. Now, if the issue becomes so mired in the nastiness that we've seen, people tend to have a look at Parliament and say, the place is in chaos again, here we go again. The real losers out of that are the government of the day because there's an expectation in the community that the government can control the place. They need to be careful that they don't uh, let this issue blow up. Both sides certainly aren't covered in glory on this issue, but I think wiser heads in Labor will want to just take a bit of a calmer approach and see the issue fizzle out. In that sense, it is the opposition's job to try and prove the point they're trying to make, and I think it might be a difficult point to prove. For the most part, the Albanese government has managed to avoid any major scandals in its first 12 months. So could this represent its first major test? Zooming out the bigger picture, it looks like politics is back to normal. (laughs) They've had a rails run for 12 months. The Prime Minister hasn't been under a lot of pressure at all. I mean, what level of political fallout from this is unknown? We just have to see where it goes politically, I suppose, before you can make an assessment of whether uh, the government's going to lose some bark over it. There are a number of things that are not going the Prime Minister's way or the government's way at the moment, and I think the bigger issue is the economy and interest rates and inflation. Obviously, one of the problems for the government is that it needs to be seen to be talking to people's concerns and cost of living at the moment is their primary concern. Being dragged into an argument about this sends a message to the community that they're not focused on them. So there's risks both ways. Even without a political re-prosecution of Higgins's allegation, these sitting weeks were never going to be easy for the government. It's facing another stoush as its multi-billion dollar housing legislation looms. And any hopes the economy would be on solid ground by this point have well and truly been dashed by further rate rises and rampant inflation. The government needs somehow to be able to rise above all of that and to be talking directly to people's primary concerns. They certainly would be mindful that the less they're talking about people's primary concerns, the riskier it is for them, and the opposition know this. By the same token, there's a lot of pressure on Peter Dutton to get this right. I mean, political opportunities like this don't come up very often. The backbench are a bit edgy. They've been patient for 12 months, uh, hoping for a grand strategy to emerge, which is going to put them back in play. They'll be looking to Peter Dutton to make the most of this and to not stuff it up. Simon Benson is The Australian's political editor. Closing arguments in the carnal knowledge trial of Christopher Michael Dawson are happening at Sydney's Downing Centre District Court today. Subscribers to The Australian can follow live updates from court at theaustralian.com.au. My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts.